Welcome to Odds and Ends podcast. This is Dave and Rob getting ready for our second week of January, our first real full week. Good evening, Rob. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is a full week. It is a full week. But you know, you know, it's sandwiched in between, a, you know, shortened week and then another shortened week because we yeah. have next uh, Friday is the Friday or this coming Friday is the Friday before another long weekend. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And uh, it's probably it just seems like it's coming early in the month because a lot of times it's around the 19th or 20th. Uh, but here it is uh, on the 15th. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Um, no, actually, sorry. I mean, well, it is on the 15th, but we've got the long weekend here already coming to us on the, the you know, the 13th, 14th. So um, it's going to uh, be weird because it's sandwiched in between. So it is a full week and, um, you know, this is when institutions get a little bit more active. Uh, Volumes should rise a little bit. Um, The first week of January is also, you know, always one of those things that, you know, people take it it easy to get back into stride and see what the market's doing. Um, We didn't have a very good, um, you know, finish to the Santa Claus rally, which is supposed to be uh, the first two days of the month. And, they always talk about, you know, the first five days of January, the way that goes, so goes the year, or as January goes, so goes the year. There's a lot of stresses on January, um, but we've seen we've seen quite a bit of rotation. So we'll talk about that a little bit more as we get into this here. So first, the spider, uh, we can see that it uh, pulled back here this week. So we had these four days here and uh, just pulled, pulled back and... Um, didn't really give us too much love in terms of bullishness. Um, I'm thankful that we're always trading hedged and uh, it doesn't really matter so much what the market's actually doing, but if we can use it to our advantage, we will. So it's given us a drop just below the simple moving average there, the 20 day. Still quite a, bu- a bit above the 50 and the 200, of course. Here's the Qs, a little bit further discounted, and that was just because, you know, the technology stocks and the bigger discretionary stocks within the Qs have been softer recently. And then we had the Dow holding up better. It's had a very, very smooth run since the end of October, beginning of November. Um, and it just you can see the the fact that it was lagging most of the year up till that point, and uh, it just seemed like people wanted to start positioning some into the Dow 30, and this is a, a price weighted uh, index rather than market cap weighted, so um, it doesn't have the same sort of problem with only a few stocks moving it around which creates a lot more volatility. So it's been pretty smooth and it's been really stable lately. So we've seen this rotation into some of the blue chips, you know, the dividend payers, the more value stocks, the industrials, financials, healthcare. So we've seen uh, a lot more focus there. Um, and then the Russell was doing, uh, you know, reasonably well, like like the Dow was. and um, And then it just, you know, really pulled back hard here uh, and that tends to happen if uh, 
you know, the leadership's not there with the big names in the NASDAQ and so on. Some of the upcomer growth stocks, uh, they tend to fail uh, as well. So we've actually filled this gap that we had back here off of the December 13th uh, FOMC uh, meeting into the 14th. We've come back and filled that gap. So now that's filled. Uh, we, you know, kind of halfway between uh, the Bollinger Bands here and just below, again, the 20-day moving average. So a turn is possible. So we'll have to keep that in perspective. Looking at the sector performances for Friday and for the week, uh, this was uh, Friday financials were on top. I mean, not huge performance, but they were all, all pretty much green. All the money center banks were green. Utilities, they've been the lagger last year. Again, they've been, you know, popping up every once in a while a little bit better. Energy is also very interesting with all the, you know, increase of uh, bottlenecks in shipping uh, with the Red Sea as well as uh, the Panama Canal has got problems with the drought. Um, so there's, um, you know, a little bit of hampering of uh, the movement of, of ships and that does, you know, play into energy somewhat. There's also the Middle East uh, expansion of uh, regions that seems to be affected more and more and don't expect that to slow down anytime soon. So uh, energy is an interesting one. It always has sort of these good days and bad days. The volatility is very high, so keep that in mind. Consumer cyclical, you know, it's, um, it's got Tesla and Amazon in there as the big, bigger names. So whatever they're doing seems to Im impact it the most. Uh, but defensive was, uh, you know, it was it it was acting and it should have been a risk on day, but it was really kind of a checkerboard experience on on Friday. We'll look at that map of the market here shortly, but uh, it was just a weird day. And uh, and defensive was in, in the bottom of the the pile here. The one week performance healthcare uh, carrying over from the week before as well, where we we've seen you know mergers in December and just a lot of bullishness. Pfizer and stuff like that kind of coming back off the bottom and, and performing pretty well. So um, healthcare had a good week. Uh, utilities as well. Energy as well. And then technology for the week was actually at the bottom here. Uh, so Apple had weakness. You know, um, NVIDIA had a good Friday, but other than that, for the week, it was a bit softer. And so we just... Uh, we had we lost 4.78 percent in technology for the week so it was really rough cyclical as well real estate well they they had a a good december with you know all the expectations of interest rate cuts but this week some of that faded a little bit and we had the minutes come out and so on so it was just a, a little bit rougher on the real estate area and with the dollar uh, it, it went up slightly so it impacted uh basic materials and of course, dollar and uh, treasuries are all connected. And so these two groups, basic materials and real estate, constantly get impacted by that. Uh, looking at the market and sector ETFs performance, um, I want to point out over here on the relative volume, uh, you know, it, it wasn't a bad week for volume. Uh, there was still some under one relative volume, but uh, we saw some over one as well. And um, that was much better than the week before uh, with between Christmas and New Year's. 
so and then this coming week here we expect the volumes to to start to rise uh you know so we should see a lot more over one and not so many under one uh over here in uh, again iwm getting whack the most xlk next and xly next um on the outstanding obviously healthcare xlv xlu and uh, xlp still did okay for the week even though friday it was uh the defensive names were down so there you have that here's the map of the market for friday which we said was a checkerboard it looks like that uh financials um at least the banks part of it not the financial data side but banks capital markets and regionals uh, all doing well there's your standout nvidia here in the semiconductors meadow had a good day um amazon tesla you know not contributing much and then the restaurants were hurting maybe nobody has any money to spend after uh, <laughs> christmas anymore in the restaurant area uh so that's kind of interesting um i think you know historically i see this 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 kind of hit the restaurants in the you know, certainly january up to maybe valentine's day then they pick up a little bit um and then it takes going into the spring to have them you know bounce back harder but uh common common thing in early january consumer defensive we see some of the weakness here and then healthcare of course the strength so move on to the week there's there's what happened for the week now you can see why technology suffered so much even though nvidia you know it was down more so earlier and then friday pulled it pulled it through so it only was down 0.86 percent for the week uh afco having a bad one i mean it's just like a lot of four five six percent down amazon tesla as well apple was a big drag on the market though the entire it, week it was it really really was and you know i i often look for that and say you know if they're short in that what else are they buying um it wouldn't have helped you too much this week because like so much other things that you could have bought by shorting apple were uh, also down but uh look at the contrast here with the healthcare, and then and that's what we're trying to communicate is that investors don't want to leave the market entirely they want to take profit in the names that were up so much last year i mean you have a lot of these stocks that were up over 50 percent 100 percent some of them 200 percent for nvidia for sure but they want to take profit in these names because they didn't close it last year because then they would have had to pay tax on it you go into this year now you sell it lock in the profit pay tax you know next year on on the stuff this year that you sold but you want to don't want to leave the market so where else can you position it well some of the laggers utilities obviously laggers energy might bounce back maybe it's some there banks always a safer spot i think to money centered banks anyway to uh, put it in especially when uh treasuries and so on are are stabilizing um and we've come out of that you know massive rise in interest rates so quickly and uh 
there's been some time now to to get stabilized. So people putting money in their insurance, obviously some some good opportunities insurance, and then uh, you know defensive. I think uh, overall, you know, will will still be a place that people can put some money if if the if they don't want to redeploy and all the growth names and the high PEs and stuff like that. There's some there's some real treasures in in terms of price to earnings ratios and and price to book ratios in some of these other more forgotten and overlooked sectors. But as I said, if they're selling these names, they want to stay in the market. They've got to redeploy it. And that's what you're seeing here in uh, at least this first week of the of the year, which was a shortened week. Now, with the sell-off in those names and the, the market, we looked at the SPY, we looked at the Qs, how it pulled back this week. You know, the, the thing that people would think is, well, we've had a huge spike in volatility. And the answer is no. We have been stable in this 13 to 15 and a half, 16. We've been stable right in there, currently at 15.55 on the VXX. And so... Um, there, there's not the concern about the market selling off completely. So that's, again, why I'm focusing you on the rotation aspect, not the exit out of the market, not the doom and gloom type of thing. Um, obviously, I think there's concerns, but there's an unwillingness to exit the market completely. Volatility is low. They're not protecting other people's money at this point in time. If If something comes up, that might change, um, but again, people that often sit on the VXX expecting there to be the end of the world, they're disappointed as it decays on them during their holding time and they lose money waiting for the end of the world event, okay? So, um, seasonality, let's just a reminder here, we looked at this last week. Uh, so, the first trading need of the month was down expected to be down and we did see it softer um the first friday was supposed to be up and we did not see that um to the degree that we would have liked to it wasn't a bad day you know and like we went through the map of the market and the, and the sectors um and it did close just up just slightly but not as robust as what it shows here um now mid-month seasonality starts on this coming Friday. And the problem with that is it's split between a long weekend. So do Fridays in front of a long week weekend rally generally? There has been that historically. There's been, you know, a, a happiness and expectation. Hey, we get a long weekend. Um, so I would say it, it's, it's possible for it to be up. And Fridays in general in January have been okay. So you know, I would say that uh, if if the market was to rally a lot before Friday, then I would temp, temper that down a bit. But if the market was quite discounted uh, the the first four days of the week, I would I would lean into Friday a little bit more for potential bullishness. Um, but there's still again the geopolitical risk. You know, we a long weekend things can happen, so there's still risk of exposure. Um, so we could have a rally on the Friday, but it, we might have hot money come back out of it before the end of the day. That's always possible. Um, but anyway, it's the third Friday of the month, which will be the 19th. That is uh, more of a bullish candidate. 
Okay, so that's expiration Friday. So that way we'll talk about uh, more of that seasonality mid-month as well as that expiration Friday. We'll talk about that next week when we do our podcast. And uh, this is the calendar. Well, just before we get to the calendar, well, actually, well, I'll wait. Why don't you go through that and then we'll look at our what the futures are doing tonight, okay? Yeah, in terms of the economic reports, the, the theme is going to be inflation, but Monday we have consumer credit to see how uh, indebted the country is. Uh, Tuesday, some debt trade deficit data, and Wednesday, some wholesale inventories and a little bit of Fed speak. But the main thing is Thursday, there's a CPI report, yeah. and then Friday, the PPI report. CPI, again, it measures the price to the end user. PPI is the price that the producers pay at the wholesale level. So both of those are important, and uh, I think that's going to be uh, – the main main uh, thing to, to lean well on. i mean what what a what a what a litmus test right when it's year over year as well so it's not yeah. just the december we get the year over year so you can see uh, how have we really been doing this past year so this is a great litmus test here good and then um in terms of earnings there's just a couple there's a uh, on wednesday kb homes and then on friday delta airlines and wells fargo so not very heavy in the, the earnings side, but um, the inflation data hopefully will give us some direction. Okay, good. Um, well, let's see what we got here for uh, the U.S. dollar here. So um, right, we had a we had a big range day on Friday. Uh, it was the economic reports really stressed people out on Friday and I think that's kind of why it was it was it was kind of tough sledding so we had we had volatility in the dollar we can look at that here we'll roll it back you can see that we spiked up and we also went down and then retraced we had a crazy day a big big range day in the dollar and that that threw everything into an upset and the same thing happened in the bonds like I said they're they're connected here um if yields rise, the dollar should be stronger. So here's, so you can see the inverse move, treasuries, yields moving down, then back up. You see this? So between the dollar in affecting basic materials, affecting energy, affecting gold, things like that, um, and then the treasuries affecting the REITs, right? I mean, we had we had like a crazy day. It really, really was. Did you feel it, Dave? Was it a crazy day? <laughs> it was. It was. So, um, oh yeah. So if you had any problems on Friday, don't don't beat yourself up about it. It was just we had mixed economic reports that did two things. They, it said it. Hey, the interest rate cuts that we've been expecting, you know that that might not be the case if the job market, you know, is so still so robust. Then on the other hand, there's this businesses and the soft landing. So it was really, it, it was, investors were really torn. And that's why we swung both ways um, between, you know, the soft landing um, being beneficial, the economy side of it being beneficial, but, um, but then maybe the interest rate cuts, we've been too optimistic about it, right? It may not happen. So if you watch the CME FedWatch tool, it actually declined in terms of expectations for March, April, and May. Um, so that that threw uh, 
threw things into a tizzy there. Okay. Um, let's go to metals just to see what gold's up to right now. And uh, here's the daily here. So it's it's been stable in, in this range as well. And let's look at energy. Here's your crude. Um, I do I do like the potential of this to to climb, uh, but again, you know it it's sort of very syncopated. Like it'll have one really good day, and then the next day will be down, right? So just keep that in mind. It's very volatile, and uh, right now it's pulling back a little bit here. And what is the? Let's go to our indices here. What is the Dow doing at the moment? It um, it popped up initially and it's been pulling back. So S and P as well pulling back a little bit after a rally earlier. Russell yeah pulling back as well. So we had a little bit more premium that's sort of given itself up, but that could change by by tomorrow morning as well. What's the VIX up to here? Uh, it's 14.2, so a little bit lower than where it closed. Anyway, um, so check things in the morning before you start trading and um, you know, good success this week. It's a full week. Make the most of it and um, then have a, a good rest on the upcoming long weekend. OK, good luck. Take care, everyone. Yeah.